was the Jesus Lizard to start off this whole thing today. I can learn from their album Blue. Turn that down a bit. This is their last full-length record. A lot of people complain about that one. But I think the Jesus Lizard not their best is still better than what most people could ever do. That came out in 1998 through Capitol Records. And, yeah, I don't know. I don't have too much to start off today with. We'll have Zach join us midway through, as usual. Um, Got a whole set of songs about honky-tonks. I don't have a lot of show announcements because it's not very easy to do shows anymore. Um, Yeah. I'm going to play something by Essie next. It's from their self-titled two-song EP that they put out in 2018. And the song is I, I, and that isn't how a sailor would say I, I, captain, but the letter I, 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 comma, I. And this little EP is really good. Their whole full-length album they put out last year was good, too. So you can have a look at the, the Bandcamp page link that I'll post later on. There we go. I think that pretty well sums it up. It's SE time.
Remember me 
There we go. There's Heat with Horizontal Hold from their Peel Sessions. CD was put out in 1996, but that recording, when did that happen? 1977, I think they did that. Yeah, and then it aired for the first time on the BBC that year. And the name of that CD is made available to John Peel Sessions, put out by these records. Then there was John Layton, Johnny Remember Me, from a single put out in 1961 through Top Rank International. That was produced by good old Joe Meek. We heard Period Bomb before that, Oily Girls, from the Yes, I'm Bleeding EP, put out in 2014 by Crass Lips, and to start, S.E. with I.I., from their self-titled EP. I'm going to play something by Scream Culture next, and it's actually Scream Culture that gave the Aw Man radio show that you're listening to right now the Aw Man name. So my hat eternally tipped to Mr. Zach Coons and Mr. Morgan Garrett. Uh, I'm going to play I Like It This Way, which is from their unreleased and forthcoming, I guess it will eventually be a released album, The Ohio River. So that's next. Uh, and while I'm at it, yeah, I guess I usually do show announcements at this point, but, you know, it's just not looking all that good for shows right now. We were supposed to play a, a show, my band and I, tomorrow, and that got canceled, and then Chiskovska Nas here in Prague was canceled, and all that kind of thing. It's just too depressing to talk about. We're going to play a show, my band and I, along with Magnesium, on Monday for anybody here in Prague. So that's one thing of interest. I don't have anything else other than that to report, so who cares? Who cares? But I will uh, also say hello to folks listening in Canada, the U.S., Poland, Czech Republic. Uh, Somebody from Germany was on earlier and left, so maybe they just weren't taking it. I don't know. But, uh, hey, hey, thanks for being here, and uh, here's Screen Culture.
there's a worm inside my head. It's crawling around. It's eating up my brain. It ate my memory. And now I can't remember how it got there in the first place. Maybe it was something that I wanted to remember. Sticks and stones and macaroni broken.
That was Warm Bodies with I Want My Alien. And that came from their, I guess it's an EP, UFO Extremos, put out last year. Then there was Dennis Duck, part of the LAFMS crew, Laughams, his song there, Davy the Worm from the Darker Scratcher compilation, released by Frisbee Records in 1980. Then the Roadrunners, Quasimodo, that's Q-U-A-S-I-M-O-T-O, <laughs> those guys, released on a single in 1963 through Felstead. Felstead. Then the Daisy Chain before that, Zotto, from a record called Straight or Lame. I don't know what that implies. Um... Anyhow, that was released in 1967 by United International. Then it was Scrap Brain, Limbs in the Night, from A Journey into Madness, put out last year by Drunken Sailor and Thrilling Living. I like how they call their music on their Bandcamp page, Unhappy Hardcore. That's a good term. And applicable, I, I would imagine, for this too. Um, and then it was Scream Culture. As I mentioned, I Like It This Way was a song from their forthcoming album, The Ohio River. And actually, Zach's going to join us for I'm Allowed in, I don't know, 18 minutes or so. And we're going to talk a bunch of bullshit, undoubtedly. But before that happens, I'm going to play something by DeHout next. Features Nick Cave. The song is Pleasure is the Boss. This was released in 1982 by Paradox Records. The album is Burnin' the Ice. It was, uh, I guess he was kind of getting integrated with the Berlin crew at that point. Uh, some of those folks would end up working with him in the Bad Seeds, such as Thomas Fielder was part of uh, Die Haut at that time. And he did a few things as in Nick Cave did a few collaborations with those guys where he sings and uh, yeah they're I mean across the board all pretty good I thought he's kind of phoning it in on some of the lyrical content maybe it was just like leftover stuff from what he was thinking about used for the birthday party at the time I don't know but yeah I mean again it's kind of like the Jesus lizard earlier even when Nick Cave isn't at his best he's still pretty good so yeah it's time for Pleasures the Boss here it is
and I can't wait for...
Sacré farceur, au cousin Knep. Ouais, tu débarques de Manchester. T'as les cheveux d'une bonne longueur. Et ça l'odeur de moteur. Car au cousin Knep, t'es devenu un rocker. Cousin Knep, tu portes un satin bleu clair. Un vrai tombeur au cousin Knep, cousin Knep, t'as la moto du dragueur et tu fais votre moqueur. Je t'épouse sur l'heure, je t'épouse sur l'heure au cousin Knep. That was Cousin Nipper by VLN. Surely y'all's, y'all's that out there. Uh, that came out in 1966 through Riviera Records. Um, an EP called Ford Mustang. I think that was a cover of the Bridget Bardo song that Serge Gainsbourg wrote. I don't know though, I've never, never listened to via Land's version of that. Could just be a coincidence. I don't think so. Anyway, uh, Factrix before that, Silver River, put out on the Artifact compilation of their work that Storm Records did in 2003. But that song uh, was recorded as a demo to a follow-up Factrix album. Whoops. Oh, jeez. Well, what did I do now? Okay, never mind. Uh, no, as I was saying, then there was, uh, yeah, that was intended as a follow-up or part of it to uh, Shine Talk, their LP. And then they they did that when? 1981, I think it was? Let's see here on the, the notes, which I should have looked up properly before. Yeah, 1981. Um, before Factrix, we heard Jim Wolf and the T-Towners' Inner Sanctum from a 1964 single on T-Town Records. Do you think they could have put that out themselves? Who knows? Who knows? I'm willing to bet they did. Uh, Friends of Gas, before that, Ab Vosser from the album they put out this year, Kind Vetter, through Stat Sacked. And as I mentioned, D. Hout and Nick Cave to begin. Pleasure is the Boss from Burn the Ice, put out in 1982. And it's time to talk to Mr. Coons. See what that man's saying. If I can operate the telephone. Yeah, there we go. Now it's time to do this. I hope I keep my mailman away from Zach. A Dreamer. Hey there, Buster. What's shaking? (laughs) Oh, not much. I tell you what, I'm a captive in my house here. Oh, you are? When it comes to peeing. Yeah, I usually pee off my porch because I live in the middle of the woods. But there's uh, the people that own this property that I'm living on. I usually live here by myself, so I usually have the whole thing to myself, so I just pee off the porch. 
but they fixed up this Airbnb and it's right next to my cabin. So my peeing in the porch days are, are done and then the closest ba- my closest bathroom is like, uh, I don't know, half a mile away. So I've got to just, I have this, I got this Simply Fruit Punch <laughs> bottle <laughs> and I just have, I'm just peeing in it. It's like the only one with a wide enough mouth that it'll, you know, that I can get, I can get it in there. Yeah. Well, you so know, desperate been, times call for desperate measures. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I really pee a lot too. So it's, uh, as you know, so it's, uh, <laughs> I fill that sucker up pretty fast. And then I actually figured out I can, one of my windows doesn't have a screen. So I just flipped up my window and pour it all out. <laughs> I accidentally got one of the dogs last week. I didn't notice they were down there. <laughs> oh boy. So it's they going outdoors. Big... It's going out the window no matter what. It's just in what uh, delivery mechanism are, are you using? Are you going to do it directly, or are you going to use uh, uh, some sort of you know decanter in between that? So it sounds like option number <laughs> two for now. Yeah, I wonder. I think I would be really nervous about peeing out the window because I feel like you know there's that moment after you pee where it's dripping a little bit. Yeah. You know, you get like to get the drips. The drips don't go down. You'd have to like really hide yourself pretty far out there to make sure the drips don't get on the windowsill. <laughs> It'd also I'd be, be pretty concerned about for somebody to see that. <laughs> Just like the stream of urine coming <laughs> yeah, out of the window. I would not mind to take a picture of me doing that. Actually, <laughs> you know, that's actually what I was thinking. The exact same thing. Actually, yeah, that's that's true. That would be an album cover for sure. <laughs> that would be. Uh, That'd be something I'd look at. Yeah. Maybe some other people would. Maybe not so willingly, but that's up to them. <laughs> yeah, they'd just uh, accidentally look at it. <laughs> I'd say, hey, check out my new album. Not giving them, not giving them that wouldn't be right. <laughs> <laughs> that would not fall in the, uh, in the realm of consent, I don't think. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we got this. We had Rick and I. Uh, Rick had this really funny idea this week. There's this website called Cameo. Have you ever heard of it? No, I don't know it. It's a website that you can go on and pay, like, basically celebrities to say happy birthday or make announcements for you or, you know, congratulations, <laughs> you got married, some shit like that. Well, Rick found Rob Dibble, who was one, we, I guess the subtext of this, I think we've mentioned this other uh, shows, but the, the context of this is that we're about to release our album, the 1990 Cincinnati Reds. Well, Rob Dibble was a pitcher from the, for the 1990 Cincinnati Reds. Oh, that's he cool. He was a relief pitcher, and he's on, uh, he, he's on the Cameo website. <laughs> So we hired him basically to be our hype man for <laughs> for the album. Oh, man, so, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was pretty cheap, too. I was shocked. By, I mean, I guess he's, like, just not really well-known, you know? I mean, you pretty much just have to be a Reds fan to know who this guy is. Because he's not, like, in the Hall of Fame or anything, you know? He was just, like, he was, like, a really good pitcher in the 1990s. Okay, um, but not somebody that's going to make the Hall of Fame or anything like that. So he's pretty much been forgotten. So we actually, um, we actually hired him for fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, really that interesting. Pretty... I wonder who else is on there. Like you could do oh, man. so I much weird stuff. Wrongly with that. suggest. 
I strongly suggest going on there. I think you'd be shocked by who all is on there. I've actually been searching it, thinking about, well, I'm going to do this for every album. I'm going to figure out somebody, some wacky <laughs> per- I mean, that was just so perfect, you know? Like, yep. of course it's going to be Rob Dibble because he actually, you know, I think I mentioned, so every one of the 1990 Cincinnati Reds have their own song. So we actually have a song for Rob Dibble. I hope he never hears it. <laughs> Real get a restraining order against us or something, you know? Or maybe, you know, you just pay him 50 bucks and he'll be okay about it. Uh, yeah, I I actually regret writing in my intro message, but he's going to want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, he probably thinks it's something really conventional and cute. Yeah, yeah, like a tribute to him. And it is, it's actually about, it's like this really unusual song about my cousin who died when she was pretty young, coming back to life and building this, um, big pillar in the middle of Cincinnati and standing on top of it and it's about him like crouching below the pillar and uh, you know basically like wor- worshipping her in a way or like treating her as a saint <laughs> so and then like on one in one part of the song she pisses and the, and the piss comes down and dribbles onto his, his perfect, perfectly washed Cincinnati Reds outfit so <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of hoping he doesn't hear it now that I think about it. It's like one of the, one of the least flattering songs, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can understand that being a, a cause for concern in that case. Uh, he, yeah, he would not like it. Fortunately, I mean, we put out like the advance. I mean, as you, yeah, I know I sent you a copy of it, but we sent out an advance. You know, it's, it's going to be released on the first day of the World Series, uh, but we sent out an advance uh we put out like four songs, you know, that anybody can go on to Bandcamp, and then we have a few codes that we send out. But you know, some so the people can listen to the whole thing. But um, yeah, uh, his song isn't on there. I'm really glad about that. Yeah, that, I guess I that works that well. He'll probably just forget about it. I mean, <laughs> maybe he has songs yeah, written about or, him all the time. I think there's a zero percent chance of that, but <laughs> I'd say that this is the first one that. Most of the Reds, I'd say maybe 100% of the 1990 Cincinnati Reds have never had a song written about them. So, um, Do you think there might have been one know. written about the team in general? Just There's usually some really poorly done kind of like dad rock or country thing. You're like, go, go, go Reds! Like that, some kind of shit like that. <laughs> you know, I actually looked for that on Spotify and didn't find anything, but that's not to say that it isn't there, you know, that's not impossible, I would say, you know, that somebody from Cincinnati, like a local rocker or something, wrote a song about, you know, the team as a whole, or, yeah. you know, maybe Barry Larkin, who was their star shortstop, who's now in the Hall of Fame, maybe their song, I did, like, search out to find, see if I could find something, you know, you can find most things on Spotify, it's pretty easy to get things on Spotify yourself, even if a label won't do it for you. Yep. But, um... I didn't find anything. That's not to say that there isn't hasn't been something written. It's just uh, hasn't stood the test of posterity. <laughs> well, we'll keep the search going until it's found. It's it's got to be out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I, oh man, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> I'd get it. I'd get a major kick out of it. I mean, I love the red. A major league kick out of it. The, uh, they just made the postseason for the first time in many years. They've been a shitty team for a long, long time. Really long time, but they just made the big hair, I guess. I kind of care out of a feeling of like nostalgia, I guess, more than anything. 
I'd like to think right. that this record out has something to do with that. You invoke some kind of <laughs> gray friend, magic or something. Yeah, my friend uh, Kevin uh, Hall actually suggested that online last night. <laughs> he sent me because uh, I don't really, I don't, I don't follow baseball anymore. I haven't paid any. I don't, I don't like watching sports. Sports for the same reason I don't like like watching pornography. I don't like watching anybody else doing anything. I'm happy enough to do it myself, but I don't really want to watch other people doing it. Amen, brother. I'd love to go out with a, a bunch of friends and knock, knock, you know, swing at a baseball. That'd be fun. Yep. But I don't really want to watch anybody else do it. That's not really any interest to me at all. It's like you took the words but, right uh, out of my mouth. <laughs> but my friend Kevin, who actually lives in Cincinnati, I think he actually played his one of his band's uh, songs. A few weeks ago, he's in Fruit Loops. Oh, so cool! Yeah, those guys are great. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever heard our uh, the out? Al- I think did I send you the album that he and I did together, the uh, V Volnificus? Oh, okay. Album. Yeah. Uh, you, you sent me a song. You didn't send me the whole album. So yeah, send the record over. Yeah, yeah. It's on. It's on Bandcamp. I'll send that over. That's myself and Kevin Hall from Fruit Loops. We're, he's a real, real good buddy of mine. Yep. I believe it was the, the he, comment I made when I played it is they're such a good band that they deserve an extra O in their name because they spell it with three O's. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the uh, new video that they put out? No, I did not. I'll, I'll have to you investigate. You check it out. Yeah. It's from that, that new album of theirs. It's one of the most deranged videos I've ever seen. It's really out there stuff. <laughs> okay. I'll make a it's note of that. It just came out this week, I think, but it's from that. I forget the name of their new album, but yeah, we uh, Screen Culture has actually played with them quite a lot, and 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 Kevin is a really close friend of mine who I've played a lot of music with. Um, but yeah, so he 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 lives in Cincinnati, and he's a he's a very big Reds fan. So he sent me that last night. He, he said, you know, like we did some kind of the the album being like pre-release like that did <laughs> actually catapult. Because they didn't, they thought there was no chance in the world the Reds were going to make the series this year. They had a pretty bad season. I mean, it was a a truncated season anyway. Yeah. But they uh, they made some kind of comeback at the end of the season, and then they won like this game that was going to. It was like the uh, like a playoff game for the playoffs. There were so many shitty teams this year, I guess that. They went through like a pre-playoffs playoff series and won it last night, so they're <laughs> they're they're in. I think uh, I think they should be thanking Coons and Weaver. That's I all I have to should. say about it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I I had this really wild dream the other night. It's turned into it's turned it into a new uh, Weaver and, and or Coons and Weaver album, and I think you're gonna, I think you'll get a pretty big kick out of it actually. So it's uh, it's about Buck Owens. <laughs> and uh, I had a dream. Have you ever heard the story of the night that Buck Owens died? No, I don't think so. So Buck Owens opened his own uh, ballroom in Bakersfield. Yep. You know where he, where he lived and kind of made his his mark. Yeah. And uh, he had a so he went there every night. He and the Buckaroos played there five nights a week, or at least three, you know three times three times a week. And uh, he had his favorite meal there. His favorite meal was uh, country fried steak and french fries. So he sat down, had his favorite meal, 
was going to play a show, but got on stage and Michael, you know, jamming with the band and he got really, really sick. So he said, I'm going to have to sit this one out, boys. So he walked out to the uh, parking lot, was getting re- getting in his car, and um, this couple from Portland, Oregon, saw him coming out and said, oh, it's it's Buck Owens. You know, we really, we, we're, we came all the way from Portland to hear you and the Buckaroos play tonight. So he walks back into the... Uh, Walks back into the ballroom, plays an hour and a half set with the Buckaroos, goes home, has a stroke, and dies that night. <laughs> kind of a kind of a perfect day, really. You know, he had his favorite meal. One of his favorite things to do was I left this hard out of the story, but one of his favorite things to do was this. He had this really expansive ranch outside of Bakersfield. He loved to just like get in his an old Buick, Buick truck and drive over the entirety of the land and just kind of. Drive, you know, drive through the hills and stuff like that. He loved doing that. He did that earlier in the day. And then he died that night. But then I had a dream maybe two or three nights ago. I actually read his autobiography this week. So he's been fresh in my mind. Um, so I had this dream. It was the, it was the, actually the, the first part of the dream was that day that he died. It was like I was dreaming it in color that whole day. You know, where I saw him, I saw the couple, I saw the, concert and then the second part of the dream you know when he died he actually was reincarnated as a plant <laughs> and he was like in the plant in realm communicating with other plants and it was christmas and he convinced all these other plants to sprout up for christmas you know usually you know usually it's cold for christmas so you don't see a lot of flowers and stuff like that so as a as a way to <laughs> i guess this is this is this dream as a way to you know, to, to keep blessing the earth with his incredible art, he uh, he convinced all these other, he, he communicated with all these other flowers and sprouted up during Christmas Day, you know, to celebrate Christmas Christmas Day Buck Owen style. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot more to, there's going to be a lot more to the album than that, but it's, I'm going to call it uh, Buck Owens in the Imaginal Realm of Plants. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's actually a quite we, a wholesome story. You could make like a legitimate christmas thing i don't know if you're gonna make a christmas album out of it or not no we are actually yeah yeah we we are gonna make it because we are uh mike watt who has a show uh, called uh watt from san pedro you know i don't know i'm sure at least some listeners might be familiar with mike watt he's the basis for the minuteman he's done a lot of solo pretty pretty interesting solo stuff a very interesting solo act his solo stuff is more interesting than the minuteman in my opinion hope he's not listening to this um (laughs) But uh, we're going to perform on Christmas Day a Christmas radio opera play on the Mike Watt show, on the Watt from San Pedro show. And it may be this one. Also actually wrote, wrote like a faux, a faux mystical nature. We're going to do one of those two things. I already have that one written, so I'm not sure if I can get the... But yeah, that's going to be... We're going to be performing a uh, San Pedro show. Yep, we're, well, pretty, we're pretty excited about that. I'll probably be here in Prague, not doing anything sp- spent. Yeah, I guess that. you're still not able to travel. Are you not able to travel to Canada yet? I, you know, I can go there, but the thing that happens is I'm not able to go to Newfoundland where my mom is, um, and then I'd have uh-huh. to quarantine for two weeks anyway. So I'd have Shit. to set aside like a month to go back there because I just dick around and do nothing for two weeks, and then I could see people. So. 
I don't think things are going to change because the situation's just getting worse here. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, really, yeah. It's not a big deal. I'm not like a big Christmas guy. I'd, I'd like to see my mom again soon, but, um, yeah. Or, you know, some old friends and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, it's that's just the the way the, the whole thing shakes out. So, sooner or later, I'll get back anyway. Yeah, I think it's going to be like this for. I think it's going to be like this for the foreseeable future for pretty much everyone. I don't think anybody's going to be traveling that much intercontinentally for a while. And yeah, I don't think there's going to be shows here in the U.S. for probably till summer of next year, if 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 even then. So it's, it's just kind of you know, cyclical. For me it's, it's, it's like things will get better over around here in some places, and then. Uh, other places will start to open up and then the places that were better before will get shittier. And I think that's just going to keep happening. It's, it's not going to go away anytime soon. That's, that's going to be the problem until they, you know, until there's something found that can, you know, kind of stamp it out or at least put a, put a damper on it. It's, you know, when, when we start having shows again, it's just going to keep creeping up. I mean, that's just, that's the way it's going to be. Unfortunately with this, with this thing, I honestly, for me, I, it's been pretty good. It's like, it's been, it's made it, I mean, I know it's not good in that I know hundreds of thousands of people, in fact, millions of people are dying, and that's a, that's a goddamn shame. That's all their, that's all their only thing to call it. But, uh, for me specifically, you know, I, like, I've written a lot of, uh, I've, I've been able to, like, you know, because I'm so used to playing live, uh, I don't really, I don't get as much writing done because I'm playing hundred shows or more than that in a year. So I'm traveling a lot, not getting, I don't write a lot when I'm traveling, but now this has kind of forced me to stay in one place. I'm really getting a, a tremendous amount of writing and recording done. Like this year I've recorded nine albums. Well, that wouldn't have happened if I was, you know, if I kept my really extensive, uh, you know, playing music and teaching schedule, if that was still on the plate, well, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have written as much as I, I have. So that's kind of been the silver lining for me. And hopefully everyone's finding some kind of silver lining for this thing because, find a way to live or me you're in you know in whatever situation you're in you have to find at least try and find some way to you know thrive and and uh find some kind of some find some kind of beauty in the and joy in the world for yourself and i you know i, I believe that's that's important and i believe this is a, a good old world it's uh unjust and cruel and and painful world for a lot of people uh and that's something worth striving against or striving for you know justice and and uh and and peace and beauty those are all ideals worth striving for in this world but sometimes you got to make those for yourself in your own life and whatever limited context you can find them in i think mostly you have to find that in your own life and i hope i hope people are able to do that for themselves yeah it's all about you know some people get I think some people got a good thing handed to them for some of the circumstances that popped up, but then other people, <laughs> not so much. It's been been a mixed bag, I think, this whole year. That's it, exactly. I've been real fortunate. You know, I got this place out in the woods. I mean, I do have to, to pee in a jug, but that's not the worst. <laughs> that's not the worst uh, pain that can be held, can be handed down to us. You know, that's not too bad. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. I'm, I'm out here in the woods and pretty pretty darn got a pretty darn nice setup you know aside from not having any heat and peeing in a jug it's it's pretty it's got a lot of things that are 
excellent about it and kind of keeps me healthy and sane out here anyway. But uh, I don't know. That's that's the nature of the beast right now, and it looks like it's going to be that way for the foreseeable future, you know, yep. at least another year, maybe longer. But what do I know? Well, it's pretty funny. One thing I was going to mention from earlier is I actually planned to play something by Buck Owens on the show immediately following this as part of the the set, the you know the, the theme set that I always do every week after we talk. Um, so, the yeah, just for the record, which is like I didn't I didn't know we were going to talk about Buck Owens at all. So it's a, it's a good coincidence. Um, I, and I missed that entirely too. I I I, I tuned in around. Uh, around 11.30, so I must have missed that announcement. I've been tuned in since then, but I, or well, 11.30 for me, half, half an hour into the show, I should say. Yep. And uh, so I missed that announcement, so that's a nice little piece of synchronicity. <laughs> yeah, in amongst a few other items. Uh, yeah, I'm doing a, it's just a set about honky-tonks in general, because the, the one I'm going to play by him is Close Up the Honky-tonks, so I, th- I thought that would fit right in. <laughs> Yeah, that sums it up right now for sure. You know that um, Buck Owens was one of those, before he hit it big. He didn't really hit it big as a solo act until he was in his mid thirties, and before then he was considered to be one of the. He was like in West Coast, uh, just him playing guitar, considered one of the finest players of all time. Yeah, that's yeah, it. he can shred. Yeah, he totally can. Well, my friend, I'm gonna move on to old Buck for about twenty three minutes, so pass it to, to my good friend <laughs> my good friend and dream mate but I'll, uh be yakking with you have a good week and uh, and bc and you stay safe out there you, you betcha Aye. all right goodbye Loud and lights are low In a crowded bar She likes to hang around And as long as there's a honky-tonk She'll never settle down So close up the honky-tonks Lock all the That crowd downtown And as long
I've heard enough country music coming out of your joint to last me a lifetime. Now, pipe down. It's the music of angels, sir. Don't you dare talk about country music. You're taking it to a whole other level with that shit. You need to just cut it out. You scut it out.
Waiter, I don't believe I'll check my hat and coat tonight. Just give me a bottle and put it on a table. In the darkest corner you can find. I thought I'd lose my mind when I lost you. I stumbled in a world so strange and new. Now I finally found a way to get you off my mind with a bottle on a table. In the darkest corner I can find The darkest corner hides my teardrops from the crowd In the darkest corner they can't hear me cry out loud Where the lights are dim People whisper Wonder why she's not with him I don't have the heart to tell him Your love's no longer mine I sit alone with my bottle In the darkest corner I can find The darkest corner Hides my teardrops From the crowd And the darkest corner They can't hear me Cry out loud <laughs> I saw it coming, darling, just three years ago, and with no way to stop it, I had no place to go. Except to the nearest tavern, which is just one block from here. And there's no use in trying, I gotta keep on relying on a honky-tonk atmosphere. They said you were the reason why I felt this Like Skid Row Joe and Bill the Bum I have to beg my way I'm down in the bachelor's corner Free from all joy and cheer And there's no use in trying I gotta keep on relying on A honky-tonk atmosphere
just can't hold my head up It falls each time I try And I keep on feeding the jukebox On it I too rely So as long as there's a tavern And it stays one block from here There's no use in trying I gotta keep on relying on A honky-tonk atmosphere There's no use in trying I gotta keep on relying on A honky-tonk atmosphere Thank you. 
You drinking water right now? No, it's gin. Was ich nicht weiß, macht mich nicht heiß. Viele wollen reden um jeden Preis. Reden von dir, reden von mir. Doch sie kommen nie bei mir zum Ziel.
Well, that was discouraging. Not the song. Uh, yeah, something weird went on with the encoder server, so I say sorry to anybody listening, but nobody's listening anymore. Everybody dropped off. It took like five minutes to get the thing up again. So, anyhow, uh, I'll just go through this quickly and not waste, <laughs> I guess, any more of my own time. But for anybody who's listening to the replay, that was Mosquito Ego with UFO from their split EP with the Salandes Cosmos put out in 2015 by Choo Choo Records. Then it was Britt Kirsten, Was ich nicht weiß, macht mich nicht heiß, or What I Don't Know Doesn't Anger Me. From a 1966 Amiga record single put out in East Germany. Then it was, uh, what do we have? Tumbas, right? With the title track of their new album, Dolor, put out uh, a few weeks ago through Batcave and Symphony of Destruction. Then it was D. Lynn Christ, She's Got You, which is the really kind of weird off time, not intentionally off time song that you heard. Oh, and sorry, Tumbus, that came out in May. What am I talking about? Um, anyway, yeah, so Dylan Chris, she's got you from the single that they call Provocative Mod Ballads through Mercab Records in 1967. And a certain ratio to start the Fox Do the Do Casa, put it in 1981 by Factory Records. Thanks for being here. Anybody listening to the replay or anybody who might have maybe jumped on since all that nonsense went on with the encoder, I'll have to try and piece together the thing, the file after. That's going to be fun. Um, going to play something by Villasay Roll to close the show. Part one, night opener, as it's called, from early June sketches live at Meat Factory Backyard, which was a concert I attended myself here in Prague uh, in May, I think. And yeah, apparently it's sort of live, semi-improvised songs that they're going to use towards a new full-length record. So you got four of these songs on their band camp right now under the uh, auspices of this EP that they just put out, or put out, I guess, recently. Anyway, that's enough talking for me. I'll talk to you next week, hopefully with a functional encoder. Bye-bye.
Look after yourself, as they always say, because no one else will. Let us get the fuck out of here. Be seeing you. And you.